Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 49, Minute 49. Mrs. Sickler is on the phone with Dr. Sickler, who's at an all-night suicide watch with a patient, and he may not be at home in time for breakfast with the orange juice. I think so. It certainly won't kill you. Sleep tight, honey. I'll be home just as soon as possible. Okay, dear. Love you. Oh, sweetheart, one more thing. They were still talking about those murders on the news. Did you hear anything about them? just that the police are being very hush-hush about it. I imagine they'll give out more details in the morning. Don't you worry about it, though. You're perfectly safe. Well, I guess so. Okay, dear. I love you. Love you, too. Bye now. It's just me, Mrs. Sickler. Chris. Would you mind checking the back door for me, honey? I don't remember if I put the chain on it or not. Sure thing, Mrs. Sickler. I always got on very well with my, my friend's moms, I think. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, my, my best friends are Eric, Matt, Nick, Jason... Yeah, I was I was gotten really well with their and, and even like my girlfriends at the time. I was gotten really I was gotten really well with moms. I don't know what it was, you know. Um, uh, I, it, it, um, I I think I think what it what it was. I was felt with moms that it was like they probably take so much crap from their kids. When their kids' friends come over, the last thing they want is the crap from their kids times two or three. And it's nice to have someone come in and just be like, "Hey, how are you? How you doing? Thanks so much for you know this or how you doing." And if you can make them laugh, that's even even better. But I, I yeah, and I I never had a problem with moms when I was in high school, and that's not meant to be a strange statement. That that is just just pure and simple meant to be. Um, uh, moms didn't. And pardon me, one of my dogs is here and panting. Eh, you know that happens sometimes. She's a little sick. Um, uh, that I guess uh, I. I, I, I do remember that so, some moms I liked more than others some of them were very um, um, some of them were fun moms and some of them weren't some of them were slightly strange moms uh, I prefer the fun moms who, who were just like like interesting to talk to and, and, and such dads I generally got along all right with too I'm trying to think I didn't I didn't have as many interactions with dads um, yeah no, I'm thinking. Uh, no, not really. My although my um my 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 sort of main girlfriend at the end of high school, Cheryl, her dad was a very nice guy. He was kind of a, a big, uh, lanky, goofy guy who loved uh, cars. Worked for Rochester Gas and Electric, RG and E. Real, real nice guy. Real nice guy. I think I've told the story about the big ice storm before, so I won't tell it again. I don't remember where I told that story, but it's not actually pertinent to Last Slumber Party. I was just saying, like, 
uh, it's me, Mrs. Sickler. Okay, Mrs. Sickler. And you wonder, um, she seems, she seems nice enough. They, they seem, you know, to be okay right there. Although, all the, <laughs> girls, the, uh, the rather shrill, uh, yell by Mrs. Sickler's is nothing to, to hang a, a dream on. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I, I wonder, I, I get the feeling like Chris was probably not one of those friends who, uh, more like, um, like an Eddie Haskell. She would be more like Eddie Haskell than, than I was. I would be more, um, I don't know, I was generally like, I, I liked, like, if I had a chance to chat with the parents sometimes. Now, yeah, not usually the dads, I was always, I was always more comfortable chatting with the, with the, with the ladies. Um, I don't know why, because I always felt like the the dads, the dads, you uh, you know, you have to prove something, or like the dads are going to try to one up you in some fashion. Whereas the moms are just like, you know, it's been a long day and I'm a bit exhausted. You know, if you can make me laugh, that would be kick ass. And when I was a kid, I was I was continually trying to be kick ass, so that actually worked out really nice. So, what do we have happening here? The minutes, we the rest of the Doctor Sickler, Miss Sickler conversation. He's not going to be home till. Yeah, well after uh, uh, daybreak, and yeah, nothing about this um, this escaped person. It's it's weird that he isn't bringing up the fact that that yeah, this is the guy who attacked me the other day, and um, maybe we should be worried. And your friggin' front door was open when Billy came in, and I haven't seen anyone lock it. I didn't see. Did Chris lock it? When she shut the door, I don't remember her locking the door when she shut it. When she leaned out and looking for looking for Tommy so long ago. Again, as with whether or not Linda left the bathroom light on, that's what I'm gonna take a note. Linda, bathroom light. Chris, lock front door. There we go. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, and, and so, yeah, she gets off the phone, and yes, indeed, uh, Mrs. Sickler is sleeping in her robe. Is that something people do in the South? I don't know. That, that seems uncomfortable to me. Take the robe off before you go under. You know, it's like, is she, is she expecting to be, I mean, maybe, okay, all right, let's say maybe when her daughter is having a slumber party, uh, she's expecting this something to go wrong so she's got a robe on just be well then why not just wear a, a t-shirt and shorts or something like that you know where you can rush out and uh, hey what are y'all doing but yeah then the minute ends and you see her and on the staircase and the staircase again looks like such glorious garbage that that strange black and white wallpaper and it looks like it was shot on like four millimeter film and and it's it's weirdly framed too i just need to rewind it real quick just here for a moment it's weirdly framed too there's chris on the couch that's weirdly framed too there she is because she sort of comes out and you you don't see you just see like her bottom half in the robe in the, in the in the awful looking hallway, and it's like what 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 we what we what 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 aspect ratio was this shot in? If it was shot in film, for for theatrical release, they would have possibly been going for one eight five, but maybe they were doing like a James Bryan with Don't Go in the Woods and framing it at one three three to, I mean the, the framing looks right throughout it it doesn't look off. Uh, but but that's just weird. But then you wouldn't that that, that to to reframe that you you'd get less of her body there. Uh, you you get her from like her knees down, 
which is just a weird bit of framing like like they were shooting on film and he set it up and made, I'm wondering if he had no no I don't think it would have I was going to say there's the um the Michael J Murphy film The Last Night uh where oh no no I'm sorry it's Invitation to Help no it's The Last Night is the one where the 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 film speed was off so instead of it being shot at the proper speed it shot at crap I'd have to watch it again was it shot at a faster speed so it goes slower I think or was it a slower speed so it goes faster I haven't watched it last night in a couple of years but the whole film feels off because it's post dubbed but it's shown it's shown at 32 frames per second but it wasn't shot at 32 frames per second I believe it was shot quicker than that so it looks slower crap I forget but 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 the whole time you're watching the movie everyone is moving like this and but everyone is talking like this and they're having a good time but it's so disoriented and but no it's um invitation to hell the the co-feature with last night is that dvd still in print did you guys ever get that sacro philophicus or whatever that was they put out like a limited like 500 dvd copies of the dvd I, I got it here and it's fantastically fun with commentaries from michael j murphy which is sweet i did he die because we didn't get um uh uh, uh bloodstream out or hereafter or that kick-ass survival run his great post-apocalyptic action film um but but i'm wondering if yeah if this is invitation to hell he says that, and we used to have to deal with this uh, when I was in film school, is that certain cameras, you look through the viewfinder, and you're not actually seeing what the lens is seeing. So you have to have someone tape off within the viewfinder what the lens is seeing. You're, you're actually seeing slightly to like the left or the right of what the lens is seeing. So if you watch Invitation to Hell, it looks weird on VHS when it's 133. But on widescreen, 185 or whatever the DVD is, it looks super weird. Some of the framing... There's, there's a bit right at the beginning where the main gal is taken in the masquerade party. And the guy who's... Uh, the ma uh, One of the main guys is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And the, and the, and the shot is supposed to be... You see the like the, the, like the regular side of his face, I think. Or is it the other way around? Dr. Jekyll. And then he turns and you see he's got hair all over his face. Mr. Hyde. But because the framing is off, when he goes Dr. Jekyll, he's like, you can see clearly that the other side of his face is, is Mr. Hide It Up. And so it just ends up looking like, I'm lazy, I'm lazier. And I'm wondering if that's what this was. Whether maybe there was a viewfinder thing? Like, surely you should see her rather than mostly steps in her bottom half. I don't know. But, yeah, so she yells down to Chris, and Chris is snoozing. Forever Evil got the better of her. And she's one of those gals who falls asleep to TV. I, I know a, a very a very sweet gal in my life uh, likes to fall asleep to the television. So uh, so I understand that. So, yeah, so, so Chris is going to check the back door to see if the chain is up. Um, uh, and I, I guess we'll wrap this minute up, and I will say two more things. One, where's Scott? Two, Listen to this.